0: Hello and welcome to Nested Folders. My name is Rosemary Orchard and I am joined today by Scotty Jackson and we are going to talk about productivity and at least tr- trying to be productive. How are you, Scotty?
1: I- I'm really good. I- I'm excited. We're, g- we're going to get something done here today and that's 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 awesome.
0: Yes, it is. Because uh, I-, I was browsing the internet the other day um, and I think I was on Twitter or something and I stumbled across this article that I must have read years ago. And what's really freaky is we both read the website where i originally found the article which was diyplanner.com which for people who've never found diy planner um is a website where you could print your own planner pages uh this is back in the days before we had iphones pretty much that's right um or in the early days of the iphone where there weren't apps um and so i i was using a good old ring bound planner with self-printed pages because I couldn't find the correct inserts for me Um, and on this website there was a link posted to this article by Paul Graham about the maker versus the manager schedule or the manager versus the maker depending on how you want to look at it Um, and I over the years have gone back to this a couple of times because I've I've done all of that Um, and it's it's really interesting to see how different people structure their day differently and what constitutes an, a good day versus a bad day schedule-wise for different kinds of people.
1: Right. And it also speaks a lot to the use of hours. So not just like uh, how one structures a day, but even the uh, use or consequence, uh, depending, of you know a, a half hour or hour commitment at a certain time in the schema of that day and, and what that can do and what that can do to the construct of the day as a whole, uh, which I found really phenomenal. And I think, so I, I don't know about you, but I, I live by manager's schedule. So I am in meetings out of meetings pretty much constantly all day long. And, but I uh, support a team of makers. And so while we've um, come up against this sort of maker versus manager difference of a few times, um, I found like this gave me some really powerful language to really better understand uh the split and and what that means.
0: Yeah. So for people who aren't familiar with this, um the idea is that if you're a manager then your day is very much booked by the hour or the minute even. Um and so you have a time slot here and that time slot is probably assigned to a meeting or preparing for a meeting or debriefing after a meeting or uh, will you have 15 minutes where there's no meeting so you'll you'll do your email then. Whereas the maker schedule is, okay, great. So I've got a whole day. Which feature can I do today? Um, And if you've got a meeting scheduled, say, in the middle of your morning, well, your entire morning's gone. Um, Now, this, of course, is looking at it from the two extremes. But I know for me very much, if you schedule a meeting at 10 o'clock in the morning, I will be a very unhappy bunny because I get to work at nine. So that means that there's an hour where I really can't do a lot. And then we've got an hour-long meeting, and so that's 10 to 11. Add an extra 15 minutes for tidying up after the meeting and dealing with the things that have happened after the meeting, and I've got 45 minutes before lunch, where, guess what, not a lot's going to happen to me again, um, and I'm not going to get a lot done. And then after lunch, I've got my afternoon, which means I can probably get a smaller feature done. But I tend to look at days of, okay, so this is a day and I'm going to implement this feature. And when meetings start getting put into the middle of things, it interrupts my flow. And because there's a flow involved, it involves getting into the zone. And if I'm not in the zone, then I'm going to struggle to to do the work. And hopping in and out of the zone, it's not like flipping a light switch. You, You need to get into the right mental headspace for this kind of thing. Um, and so there are different ways that you can manage this and different things that you can think about. Um, but of course I have to work with people who are on a manager's schedule and maybe they don't have time for the meeting at 9am or 4pm, which would be ideal times for me. They only have time at 2.30 in the afternoon. So I have to, you know, I have to live with that and not in a bad way, but in a way that means I have to learn how I can evolve my workflows to allow for this when necessary.
1: Right, so it sounds like the maker schedule is almost kind of centered around this idea of your day has like two potential slots for really achieving work. You know, one being the morning and the other being the afternoon. Let's assume that there is a pause for lunch. Uh-huh. Um, is is that is that kind of fair? That those like those those two sort of mega blocks.
0: Yeah, so I, I I tend to eat lunch at the same time every day, but at the same time, depending on what I'm doing at work. Um and I know that for some people they they will say this is absolutely a bad habit and you shouldn't do it. If I'm really in the zone, I might uh, I'll wait until I'm I'm starving and I can't wait any longer. I'll get up, I'll um eat my lunch, but I'll bring it back to my desk and I'll keep eating while I'm working. If I'm really in that zone and I feel like I'm really getting somewhere, or at the same time at 11:45 I might get stuck on something and go well, I don't know how to fix this. And uh, that's a good point where, where I get up and go for lunch. But uh, right. generally, yeah, it could be – so a day could be considered to be one long block or you could break it into two smaller blocks. But essentially, that's what it is versus, say, an hourly or half-hourly section.
1: Interesting. The the way I got to thinking about this is kind of like the difference between sort of like a horizontal focus and a vertical focus. So like mm-hmm. I think of the the maker's – Schedule as being this vertical focus, is, in I need this time protected so that I can go deep on this particular body of work or this particular topic or this particular thing that I am making real. And, and to your point, taking a while to get into flow state and then being in the flow state for a period of time in order to actually achieve stuff. Whereas the manager schedule is more of this like horizontal kind of focus where you're really shallow, but moving across a variety of verticals really re- – Really, really quickly. So, um, trying to bring those two into into parallel or finding the intersections, uh, I think that's really the kind of the magic. Then is 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 being able to figure out how, with the people with whom you have to work, you a identify. Hey, here's a thing that we need to to talk about. Here's a thing that we should really figure out as a group so that we can all be effective and in, in what we need to do. And then b orient ourselves around, you know, that recognition. Okay, so we've recognised this is a thing worth talking about and figuring out. How are we going to go about figuring that out and creating some group norms in as much as is possible?
0: Yeah. So what Paul Graham, the original author of the article, said was um, they started by assigning office hours to their days, and those would be at the end of the day, and they would come back to be as early in the day as necessary. But the idea is you start blocking time at one end of the day. Um, and I have to say I agree with the idea of blocking time at the end of the day. So right now as we record this podcast, we started talking at around 6 o'clock this evening. That for me is great because I've had all day. So I've got up, I've gone to work, I've come home, I've done a a bunch of other things, and now I'm sitting down and I'm communicating with other people and, you know, pretending to be sociable, Um, uh, or at the very least, you know, being sociable with all of you who are listening. Um, But that means that I haven't had – thing where you wake up and then so you're just starting to get doing something and then you know the calendar alarm goes off and you have to stop because you have to go get ready for a meeting and go to a meeting and that requires a completely different headspace Um, and booking from the end of your day backwards means that you have the vast majority of your day up until that time point and on the one hand that sounds like a great idea on the other hand I am wondering if looking at it the other way. Would also be good. So you don't have a defined stop time in mind, but instead you have a defined start time. Mm -hmm. So you start with meetings, which on the one hand, meaning that you definitely have to get to work from 9am for some people that can be trickier than others. Um, But if you then, so say you're then done with meetings at 11, well, you've then got all day. Um, So you can can start, you know, going and making sure that everything's set up before lunch or even grab an early lunch and then just get on with it.
1: Yeah, as you say that, I think it kind of depends on the cultural norms of information flow, wherever it is that you're working, right? So like in some areas that I've worked, it is very normal for everyone to get together at the end of a given day and say, okay, here's what we learned from today, therefore, here's what we're going to do tomorrow, Um, whereas in other places I have worked, it is very normal to get together at the beginning of the day and say, okay, here's what happened yesterday. So here's what we're going to do today. Um, and so it kind of depends on, I guess the, the group mentality as to Mm -hmm. which of those is going to be most effective. Probably the other consideration too, is mapping the kind of work that you are best at to the appropriate time of day. So for me I'm a morning person. So yeah, I need to do my most creative problem solving uh and in as much as I do making work, I like to do that early in the day because that's when I find my mind is sharpest for that kind of work and then in the afternoon it's like administration, filing and you know paper clip refilling. Um but for other people who might be more uh, you know, even night owls or afternoon people are slower to get going. M- maybe it's better that they're refilling their staplers at nine a.m. and 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 shredding paper a- until they get going, and then move into a maker mode. You know, later in the day. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, So one of the the things that can affect this as well um, is, especially for people who do programming, this will be very familiar. If you work with an agile project management system, and part of the agile method is that there should be a daily stand-up. And this is usually done at the beginning of the day so that you've then got the rest of the day to go and hunt down those blockers um, and deal with them so that they don't pop back up in that daily stand-up again tomorrow. Um, Whereas if you're talking about the blocker at the end of the day, then well, you have to wait until tomorrow to deal with it. Um, so there there are definitely two schools of thought there. And I also very much like the idea of having a point in time every day where people talk to each other, and that's the point where you all do that. Um, and... It, uh, as you said, it very much depends on the cultural norms um, of the company as to whether or not the morning or the afternoon is better, um, and especially if you're you're dealing with multiple different time zones, or even just people. Some people come to work at eight, and some people don't come in until ten. Then you're mm-hmm. you're going to have to figure out you know different times based on that. Um, but for, for me, um, I'm, I've, one of my colleagues who I work with very closely is only part-time. Um, and so she's there four days a week and she comes in in the mornings. Um, and so that means that those four days a week, I, I chat to her every single morning because that's when she's there. And I might want to talk to her at five o'clock in the evening, but she left at two, or she should have left at two. Um, so if, if, uh, if I'm planning on talking to her, then that's not going to work. So I've adjusted my day around that. But that's actually working really nicely because in the morning we have a chat and we see, and this way she gets to catch up on what I did in the three hours that she wasn't there yesterday, or when she comes in on Tuesdays, what I've done on mon- on Friday afternoon and all of Monday while she wasn't there, um, and that that's quite important um, to allow for that as part of the day. Um, so yeah,
1: there you go, and and I I think this this whole. Um model has got me thinking not just about meetings too, but like, as you say, um even conversations and and my use of, you know, Slack or instant messaging or even what's that other thing? Email? That's still a thing. Um I, I'm I'm thinking I'm trying to be more uh conscious about that because now I understand a little bit more about what the maker schedule needs to look like. I'm trying to refrain from generating interruptions because I know that if I can do that, I'm supporting other people being able to be more effective, which in the end benefits me too. So I, I, I think that that's a thing worth considering. It's not just a meeting schedule, but communication norms sort of in general.
0: Yes, um, and it it very much depends on the people who you're working with. So if you are working with somebody who can't do any one particular thing for a, a longer period of time, then having a meeting in the middle of their morning can be the at the absolute the perfect thing for them because it will break up their morning. It will allow them to say, "Oh yeah." So, I'll I'll do the the quarterly reports, you know, before the meeting and then after the meeting, uh I'm going go to go and make sure that we've got all the stationery that we need in the stationery cupboard and do a stationery order or something like that. I'm making up a brand of administrative person for this. Just that's what popped into my head. Um but for somebody else, it might be, well, I would much rather just get on with all of my things, have lunch, do the meeting and then, you know, get on with the rest of my day and be finished. Um, and and so it 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 varies but um I, I think that if other people are aware of the fact that different people work in different ways then it can definitely lead to a more pro- productive environment at the same time you need to be aware of the way that you work yourself and mm-hmm. um i've been mm-hmm. being a little bit more um i've had a little bit more backbone when it comes to meeting times so somebody tries to suggest <laughs> a meeting in a couple of weeks for um 10:30 in the morning uh Until um, And it was only a half-hour meeting as well. And I was there going, can we not have that at 10.30 in the morning? Is there another time that we can have this that is more adjacent to when people start work or lunchtime um, or when people end work, please? Because that half-hour meeting is really going to throw a kink in my morning otherwise. Um, And it worked. Uh, We now have the meeting at 9 a.m. instead, which means I need to make sure I get to work on time. But I can do that. Um, And then I'll have the rest of my day free to, to get on with the work that I need to do.
1: That is a super important point. And I I think self-advocacy is one of the most important things that one can learn. And again, like uh, your mileage may vary, right? Every, every company or organization or teams cultures are going to be a little bit different, but I know that uh, working in a larger corporation it, it, it takes a lot of people a lot of time to recognize that if someone you know tries to book a meeting in your calendar, the instant response does not have to be accept. Um, I think that it is perfectly okay to challenge and understand. Like, hey, do, first of all, do I need to go to this meeting at all? Um, like, is there value in it for you? Is there value in it for me? Or did we just assume something? Second of all, you know, a, a, am I a maker or a manager, and where do, where do I fit in? Or where does this meeting fit in in terms of my day, and then third, backing up a little bit more, like how does this fit into my week? So, particularly as as a maker, I imagine that you would want to try and protect not just parts of the day, but maybe particular days in the week, so that you know that you're not going to get interrupted, and and try and push meetings into particular uh, meeting areas of your of your larger calendar. Or is that kind of a fair yeah? Assumption? So
0: yeah, those those theming of days you know like okay this is gonna be the day with the meetings and then i'm gonna have a couple of days where i have no meetings and i don't have to talk to anybody because i can be a hermit for a couple of days and then Mm. i'll go back to pretending to be productive um and sociable and things like that um that's you know that that's definitely something that i'm looking at as well unfortunately i don't have the total control over my calendar that i might like because on the one hand i would like to say oh yeah i only deal with meetings on mondays because then i have the rest of the week to recover from it but as i already mentioned i have a colleague she's part-time that she's not there on mondays and that's okay that's not you know i'm, I'm not going to hold it against her um but as it is i'm now trying to say okay well can we pick say wednesday or friday because Especially some of these bigger things, I'm looking at it going, well, I kind of need like three days of concentration to work on this. Well, three days of concentration is hard to find, but two days, if I can get two solid days, you know, in mm-hmm. a row without interruptions, that's that's really good for getting work done. Um, and definitely something that I appreciate having.
1: Right. And so this is something that I'm trying to do with my wackadoo, like sort of manager schedule is working with my team to say, okay, uh, you know, before... Uh, I had kind of selfishly oriented um, my manager schedule around me as I'm like, okay, here's going to be the day when we have all of our team meetings and like personnel meetings and and those sorts of things, Um, which is great for me because then I have this theme day, but it's bad because I'm like basically breaking up everyone's day (laughs) equally. Mm -hmm. So instead like working with my team to say, okay, Okay, makers, like when when is the best time for me to have this kind of personnel meeting with you or when is it best for us to get together as a team so that we are being and I mean it's it's a negotiation right? because there are needs on both sides. both of these kinds mm-hmm. of ways of working and schedules exist because they're both necessary and important. So where do we find those intersection points between the horizontal and the vertical and in each of our schedules so that we can Uh, we can protect that maker time as much as possible while making the other things also work too.
0: Yeah. And this goes back... So ages ago, I heard something about um, Jason Snell. I believe it was back when um, Focus was called Free Agents and Jason Snell was a host on there. And they were talking about the different ways that they they deal with their task management systems. And Jason Snell at that point was putting everything on his calendar. Now, I'm not sure if he still is, but the advantage of putting a task of something on your calendar is that then blocks your time. So especially if you're working with people who maybe... Don't yet know about the system, or maybe you know they, they they just pick pick a time because it doesn't occur to them, you know that people work in different ways, and that's okay. Uh, everybody has the potential to learn something every day. Um, if you're if you're working somewhere where people will just block your time, um, and it, you don't have. The option to accept or decline a meeting because your Exchange setup, for example, is set to automatically accept and you don't have control over that. I know mm. uh, where my mother works, that, that was the case. Whenever she was invited to a meeting, Exchange would accept before she could say, oh, no, wow, I'm not available then. Uh, that was what their default setup was. If you were available, it would automatically accept. Um, and, uh, I, I personally have great problems with that. I think that everybody should be allowed to say no, because even if the culture of the way you're working is that you should be there, what if you have a doctor's appointment or something that you just haven't put in your calendar yet? Um, you know, if you're in, on the phone in the middle of arranging a meeting with somebody else and then somebody books that time. <laughs> even know, just that's...
1: the free will to be able to decide a little bit, like, yeah. wh- wh- holy smokes, um, but but yeah, like blocking.
0: Yeah, if you need, if you know I'm going to need a whole morning next Monday to work on this, you go ahead and put that in your calendar. Um, and especially if there's something that needs to be done at a specific time because it's time sensitive, um, you know, then go ahead, block your calendar. Don't let other people um, book you then. And if anybody asks you about it, just say, oh, yeah, this is a time sensitive topic. Um, and so I need to make sure that I, I can work on that for those, you know, four hours then. Um, and I, I feel that's a very uh smart way of doing things and that's also can serve for you as a reminder when you get to that day that hey you you know especially so sometimes when i have meetings in the afternoons i look at the, my 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 list of tasks in the morning and go oh i don't know but i find <laughs> but as part of my weekly review going through and going okay well on monday i've got a meeting in the afternoon so my morning's not gonna be so productive wait a moment that's the wrong mindset what can i do um and to to help manage this. I've been estimating my, my task times a lot more frequently. Now I'm still getting it wrong for pretty much everything, but I've been uh, trying to estimate uh, all of my task times and it's really eye um, especially with a little bit of time tracking in there so that I can see, Hey, like, you know, this feature I think is probably going to take me actually an hour. It's not going to take me all day. Well, I can put that in the morning then. And then, even if it takes three hours, I'm still good. Um, and if it turns out it only takes one hour, then I can filter for other things in my system um, that will allow me to do that. Um, and because I have the whole morning, you know, I'm still in the zone, it's all good. And then I can go off and have lunch and go off to the meeting and deal with whatever needs dealing with, come back to my desk and go, okay, well, I have another hour and a half now, actually. Well, what can I do in an hour and a half? And have a look for all of those mm-hmm. things that I've said that I can do in less than 90 minutes. Um, right, and probably pick the smallest of those uh, to work on, which means I am actually having to break quite a few tasks down. But that's not a bad thing either.
1: No, because then then, then you're you know chipping away at progress, right? It's yes. uh, part of being a non-zero day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Episode two. Um, I, th- I I I, I want to go back to the blocking of the calendar thing because I think that's a great natural self defense against. Uh, managers and time bookers. One of the things that I have seen a little life hack here, I have seen people say, Oh, I, I, I know your, your calendar shows busy during this time, but it's a four hour block. Clearly you were blocking. So I'm just going to book a meeting there anyway. Um, so what I have taken to doing when I do need that sort of maker time is I will actually book like a an hour and then a half hour and then a half hour and then another hour like back to back mm-hmm. so that I'm effectively blocking off three hours. But if you look at my free busy time, it looks like it's four different meetings and right. no one's going to want to mess with that because that looks awful. So uh whereas if you, if you block like a contiguous three hours, I, I've seen people interpret that as fake. And mm-hmm. and so that's uh, may, maybe something to look out for again, like your mileage may vary different. Different yes. cultures and, and so on, but that might be something to think about. The other thing that I've been playing with because I do have I do have some maker responsibilities as well is I've I've put um, I'm trying to keep my maker calendar and my manager calendar separate and with different colors so that I can see instantly. Okay, well, look, I've got like manager meetings up until twelve. And then somehow I thought I would do like this maker thing for an hour followed by another bunch of manager things. Well, that's not going to actually work because I won't be able to do effective making when mm-hmm. I'm bookended that hard. So how do, how do I move things around? Because I found that, that that coloring makes it very instantly obvious to me that I have inappropriately planned right. uh, some calendaring. And I think that's that's helping a little bit for – for those times when there's a bit of a hybrid model of maker-manager going on.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, and I, all of us have different aspects of our lives, and it, it might just be, you know, you could be maker and you might be thinking, oh, I'm not a manager. But actually, if you have kids and you have to do things like pick them up from school, take them to friend's houses, take them to sports events, guess what? Mm. You're a manager because you're managing your kids. Um, right. It might not feel like it, especially, you know, when the dog's barking and everybody's running around screaming at throwing pillows everywhere because it's a pajama party but you're a manager um don't judge yourself by you know the the wrong the wrong stick there but you know there are there are manager aspects to all of our lives to some extent you know whether that's just in relationships with other people you end up managing all of the events um or anything um and so being aware yeah being aware of these different aspects of your life where sometimes things are booked maybe even down to the minute. And other times you just need large free blocks of time, you know, being aware of this and figuring out how to handle that. So I've I've been producing videos of screencasts online, and that is all Maker. Um, And I was originally blocking out entire weekends to do this. But if my boyfriend wants to go and get lunch, well, I don't want to say no, because we both work full time and I need to be able to say yes. So that, you know, our relationship isn't, you know, ruined by the fact that I'm spending all weekend making videos every couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but I I need to be able to handle that, which is why I've been going back to breaking things down and trying to schedule, you know, multiple maker blocks leading up to the weekend. So that by the time it gets to the weekend, I've got a lot of this stuff already done. And then, yes, I do need the long blocks so that I can sit down and do the recording and the editing. Um, I, Sounds weird doing it them simultaneously, but essentially that's what I do so that I have a, a, a tighter video. Um, uh, but you know, being aware of what I need to do and what can be broken down is very helpful for me. There,
1: totally. Yeah, and th- that awareness, I think, is is absolutely number one. I, I think as soon as you stop and sort of have this conversation with yourself, you're already miles ahead of of the game in terms of being able to optimize how you're devoting and planning your time. Uh, And then when you take it to the next step of also having that conversation with the other people whom this might affect, whether whether it's, you know, uh, boyfriends or spouses or pets or kids at at home or your team with whom you collaborate professionally or social groups, whatever that is, you know, having some uh, agreements and understandings about that is is huge and then going that that third next level, which is like actually tactically blocking the time in calendars, or theming days, or structuring uh, and putting into practice what the things you need are. Um, that that's gold right there.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, and that that's that's what it is. It's the awareness of this sort of thing, and understanding and being able to to do that self reflection and see what is what, and which aspects of your life need what kind of approach, um, and trying to put together that jigsaw puzzle of your calendar. Um, and I, I like your your tip about using different colors of your calendar. I've I've just been doing time blocking, and I've got one time blocking calendar. Um, but it's not been working that well for me, and I think part of the reason is because I have you know different areas of my life which have you know different colors different styles of things and not having the open-endedness has definitely been hindering me in some places um and so i need to be aware of that both when planning my time blocking and also when you know the setup of it um adding a couple of extra colors to that time blocking i think is going to be really helpful
1: and then and then forgive yourself too because like it's so easy to it's so easy to come off the rails a little bit and not be able to follow through on all the commitments that are in in your calendar but you're if you're trying uh then you're working at it and i think yeah. ever ever better is is a great place to be
0: absolutely and you know that's that's what productivity is about right it's not about being perfect as much as we would all like to be perfect i know i definitely would love perfect hair it doesn't happen. All I've got to do is just try for it better every, every time, every day that I'm doing something and awareness of myself and understanding and forgiveness uh, up when I definitely, I always screw things up. That's okay. I I need to be aware that these things happen and figure out what went wrong, why it went wrong. Note that down and continue on with my life and just try and do it better next time because that's all I can.
1: And that sounds like just the perfect place to, uh, to wrap up this, this discussion on that positive note of, of ever better. Yes. Uh, thank you, Rose. Rosemary Orchard, where might people find you on the internet?
0: Oh, the best place to find me is rosemaryorchard.com. There you can find links to everything I do all around the internet. Um, you can find uh, links to me on social media at rosemaryorchard on Twitter um, and all of the, the other good things. Scotty, where can people find you?
1: I can be found at com or by the same name on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Wonderful. And you can find the podcast at nestedfolderspodcast.com or you can send us feedback at nestedfolders on Twitter. And we do love hearing your feedback. So keep sending that in. We greatly appreciate it.
1: Love the tweets. Uh, awesome. Well,
0: Rosemary, this has been fantastic. We'll be back in two weeks, everybody. Thanks very much. Goodbye.